Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 2 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. And I am Kadeev. Hey, Kadeev. And we're doing a podcast episode today because we were going to play a game. Can you hand me that bottle opener over there? It's very far. Or should I just use something Hold else on. to open it? I can. I, oh, can, I got you. I got you. I, got I have you. the skills. No, I totally have enough. No, I found a random piece of plastic. Let me see. No, that's going to break. Um, anyway, we're doing an episode uh, tonight because there are people with colds, and I have a bad immune system. Colds. That's what we're now calling hungover from Halloween night. It could be. It could be. <laughs> no, I think. But traveling on airplanes, that can. Yeah. That, uh, they're so. It's tubes of germs. Yeah. Airplanes. Anyway, so I we're going to do a regular. Chicken pox on an airplane. You got what? Chicken pox on an airplane. When Did I was you really? In college. That's crazy. That's I'd never had it as a child. I, I haven't. I, I got inoculated for it recently, well, <laughs> like in the last five years. I actually got the inoculation for it. But you like, got it anyway? When I was like late teens, that's when it became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was later than me. But um, then they, they, they figured that I didn't have the full immunity that I would have had had I had the inoculation earlier kind of a thing. Or that I was just exposed to it for such a period because it was like six hours in a plane. Sure, somebody there had it, and they're yeah. like, "I bet you, if we go back and look, there's going to be a bunch of people on that plane that got it." Probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I got back to school after like spring break, and that's kind of serious as an adult. That's why I went ahead and got the inoculation. It, it actually was like I, it was a very light case for me. Uh, maybe because of because, the yeah, yeah. In- entirely possible, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I had uh, and then I became the like everybody made jokes like for three months at school. People would walk by and slap biohazard signs on my door, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit like that. It was now was it two inoculations or one when you got it? I don't remember because when I got it, it was two, and they had to be spaced a certain amount apart. Mm. Maybe that's something they learned because I only got mm. like five years ago. I went to my doctor and I said, "Is it a big deal that I'm 45 and haven't had the mm-hmm. haven't had the chicken box?" And he's like. You really don't want to get it at your age. Yeah, especially yeah. with kids. You're like, yeah. And I probably would. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and I haven't so far. Knock on Excellent. wood. Yay. Anyway, in this episode of Happy Checks RPG Podcast, Dave from Tampa writes in about perception checks. Nick writes in with a question about an upcoming one-shot. Uh, Levi, or Levy, asks us to plug his podcast. Hour 11 from Kansas. Who? Sends in some fantastic questions mm-hmm. and is a amazing contributor to the forum when he's there. Uh, writes in with an interesting backstory mechanic and asks a question about pacing in face-to-face versus online games. And Josh writes in with a question and a community question. But first, and this is the first. This is a first. Okay. Oh, first off, uh, happyjacksrpg at gmail.com if you'd like to email us, happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Twitter, happyjacksrpg, all in word. Also on Instagram, happyjacksrpg. Yep. And you can also find us on the Facebook. Yep. Are we still doing the share? Make no, I took, a, I took oh. that out for now. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put that back in later. Okay. Uh, and then you can watch it. If you want to watch us live, you can watch us live at happyjacks.org slash live. This is Tuesday when we're doing it right now. Our next episode will be Saturday. Thursday. Thir- oh, you're doing the Thursday thing? Thursday okay. With me. The- Yay. Oh, with you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> And then Saturday uh, morning, 
Isn't it Saturday morning? I thought you switched it to Friday night. That's next week. It's Saturday morning. It's totally Saturday, morning. Saturday morning. Yeah. Let me fix that right now. Yeah. The twelfth got switched to the eleventh. Okay. But the what is it? The fifth got switched to the fourth. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah. Fifth. Should I don't know what's happened Saturday morning. But by fourth, God, that means oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The fifth stays on the fifth. Okay. At ten thirty or whatever time it is. Okay. And then the twelfth got switched to the eleventh, and that's now an eight p.m. evening podcast. All right. So we'll, we'll do this off air. This Saturday, <laughs> next. Next. Friday. And we're recording on Sunday night um, the second part of our Magnificent Bastards game. That's this weekend, right? It's this weekend okay. on Sunday. So <laughs> after the not moved to, sa- to Friday, Saturday podcast, which will be fixed in a moment, tune in on sa- Sunday night. We have a lot of, lot of yes. content this week. And a lot if, of content. You, if you want to catch up, if you want to watch it live, because watching Dave Kazay GM is something everyone should do. It's exhausting. It'll great. be it'll be a little different for him because he I don't he's not going to be able to stand and walk around the table like he normally does because this room does not allow that. Well, and he'll be mic'd. Well, yeah, but you can take this and tuck the thing in your pocket and walk around some. A little, yeah, I guess. But he won't. I'm, it'll be interesting to see what he does. But he watch him GM. He's a fantastic GM, and if you want to catch up because this is part two. I think last week on Thursday or Friday, yeah. I put up mm-hmm. part one, which we recorded in my hotel room at the last game convention. And it was a bunch of fun. It was, it was. really good. Yeah. Um, and did he write you guys about costumes? What? Never mind. Okay, never mind. Nothing. Does he want costumes? <laughs> I don't know. I got like random email like halfway through today. I've what do you think it. of costumes? I, I could. I, I was I, like, you got, all I need is the, that. all I need is the fake big fake beard. I think I'll save that it. shit when you save it off. <laughs> <laughs> Next Saturday. Just, oh, I can't. It's not going. I have yeah. to take pictures on oh, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess there might be time. I'll find. I'll find a big, a big beard because I've got a big top hat, a big black top hat. So, <laughs> and then it, everyone will enjoy the aroma of my the stylings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this tip of the week. Mm. Oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> This one actually was put, posted or sent to me. It was emailed to me, and this is from Clockwork Monk. Oh, nice. Yay. So listeners are actually sending in tips of the week. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Super cool. Clockwork Monk here writing with a tip of the week. This happened in a game I ran this weekend mm-hmm. with a mix of new and veteran players. I call it Passing the Conch. Ooh. Yeah. The table got... A little hectic when my players had to act and make decisions and had so many ideas on what to do. Some of them started saying, I do this thing, without consulting the others, mm-hmm. while, which had a cascading effect of everyone else declaring what they would do without resolving any previous actions. Anarchy, pandemonium, cats and dogs living together. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Um, what we ended up with was a passing the conch. We passed around a big mug, and whoever was holding the mug was the person acting. That's the past the stick. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is well, the Lord of the, Fro- Lord of the Flies. I've never read Lord of the, Lord of the Flies. Oh. Should That's I? The yeah, I mean... Should I really? Yeah. I was I was in high school and I read it and I was forced to in for an English. It's interesting. It's it's very, it's a great study There's in a lot like of interesting human books. behavior. Is it worth my time to read it though? Is it, is I don't remember. Interesting is... A it's a bunch of kids like trying to kill each other on an island. It's sort of like... I don't know... Hunger Games, except without like the Watch girl. Battle Royale. Yeah, I've not seen Battle Royale. It's awesome. I've seen a Battle Royale. No, WrestleMania two. Sure, Under the Giant. Yeah, Iron <laughs> Sheik. <laughs> I love Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love him more now that he has a Twitter account yeah. and people <laughs> writing shit for yeah. him. <laughs> the chat room says, the conch is like it's the taint in L5R, but nautical. Right. Ooh. <laughs> they could pass the conch voluntarily and choose who to pass it to, usually because someone else would raise their hand politely, but sometimes because they thought another player would be really interesting in that situation. Instead, if the person with the conch wanted to do something that required rolling dice, we could do it without all hell breaking loose. The game went incredibly smoothly as a result of that, and everyone got a turn in the spotlight. It probably has to do with having a physical object to hold. It reminds players that that there are other equally important characters in the game. Anyway... I also have a question for you. Oh, he snuck a question in with his tip. All right. Uh, When trying out a new system, how long do you generally give it to decide on whether it is a system you want to keep playing in? Um, I think it's sort of... If I can get through character creation and it doesn't piss me off, I'm probably okay with it. And then... there There are systems that are broken... Beyond character creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like, if I get to that point and I'm like, cool, all right, this this didn't take 17 years and I didn't require an advanced degree to figure it out, okay, all right. And then you get into combat, the first time somebody tries to do something weird, that tells you yeah, yeah. how fucked up your experience is going to be. Because the first time somebody goes, all right, I want to swing off that chandelier and grab that guy around the neck with my legs. Certain game systems, you'd be like, all right, hold on. Let's look it up Let's for 45 minutes. Get a protractor and see the angle of the chandelier chain. <laughs> well, I think when, when you're talking about stuff like that, you're talking about, are you, are you looking at a game that has a rule for everything? Mm-hmm. Sort of like a GURPS? Or, yeah, but I, GURPS... Or are you talking about a game that just has a very general thing? Because in D&D, if you want to do that, okay, just make an attack roll, and you're going to do a small amount of damage and you'll be grappling. Mm-hmm. Right, but how gra- complicated and fucked up are the grappling rules? Uh, it depends on which which version of D&D you're talking about. Yeah. But I mean... Some are more passable in, than others. In, in GURPS, there would probably be a neg to, a, to your attack roll for your grapple because you're using your legs rather than your arms. Because if you try to hit someone... Uh, there's no penalty punch someone, but if you try to kick someone, there's at least there used to be uh, a neg two to your brawling roll, and I think that would pass on to a sure, grappling okay. attack with legs as well. So I mean, right. it would complicate it a little more, I think. But I can see when to me, I'll know by the first session if there's a combat in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the game is something I want to keep playing or not. Yeah, yeah, especially combat. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what always it is for what, me. That's usually what kills it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's how long it takes. Yeah. It's or a combination. Just, yeah. Like, I really don't mind a big, long combat if I was prepared for that. Yeah. R- okay. Like, what if it's engaging? Like, if it's interesting? Like, Right. If it turns into a, okay, I attack, I miss. Oh. Let's wait an hour. Yeah. All right, I attack, I miss. Oh. Yeah, that's Let's wait another fun. hour. See, no, the, thing, no. the thing I'm wondering about with Moment of Truth, because in the last Moment of Truth game, where, where we left off for Vast Dominions, mm-hmm. you've got two or three characters down and out right now, and you ain't away from the German boat. I know. Right. <laughs> and they're getting ready to start using their artillery on, on your ship. <laughs> so, and, and then I'm wondering, is it too much? Should I scale back? I don't know. 
I haven't found that problem yet. I mean, I haven't killed anyone, but the, yeah. the way the rules are set up for this, it, killing someone's not that easy, but I've knocked them out. I mean, Samantha's character in almost every combat we've had has been unconscious. <laughs> yes, it's true. At some point. I don't know if that's because of roles or, or what, though. I don't know. Anyway, one, so one one session is how much it takes to know what you're One doing. good involved combat. No. I mean, I've had I've gotten tired of systems. Sure. Like, I really liked when we started playing 4E at first. Like, I really liked it. And then we started having, like, crazy long combats. That's the power creep problem. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's sort of something that sometimes you need more than one session to, to figure that True. out. Right. But we were having fun when we were at low level. Totally. It was fun. It was a, a fine system at low levels. Right. When I was going to high levels, and I, I had the same problem with fifth because my tolerance for a combat that lasts more than maybe a half hour it's is very low. Nil. Very low. I mean, the next Star Wars session could ostensibly be all combat, an entire session of combat. But that's a little different because that's well, we. Almost, we laid it out that way. And it's almost more like a dungeon crawl kind of thing. Or yeah. it's gonna be an assault on the the yeah. the, the base. We so. clearly role played our way into that situation on purpose. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It wasn't like Oh, hey, all right, cool. Here's some trolls. Oh my god. Oh yeah, all right, <laughs> let's fight them for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Based on your recommendation the last time I wrote in, I ran Marvel Heroic role playing game and it was and while amazingly fun, I'm not sure. Who suggested Marvel Heroic role-playing game? That would have been me, because I don't know anything about it. I who that was. Maybe Stork? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Not me. I've never played it. Neither have I. Yeah. Uh, while amazingly fun, I'm not sure I'm in love with it just yet. It's only been one session, yes, but there are other superhero systems I'm itching to try, like Wild Talents. Woohoo! Well, here's the thing. Excuse me. Okay. Don't be... The guy that makes your players switch systems every week. No, oh yeah, don't do that. no, no, no. Because then they'll hate you. At least finish the character arc or the story arc. Yeah. If, if it was like a one running. shot, okay, cool. If if you let, told everybody ahead of time, like, hey, let's just make some characters and play one game and see how we like it. Cool, but don't be. Oh, all right, cool. Well, we played a game and uh, let's try it and remake all the characters in a new system. Because that never is good. Oh, yeah. It never is happy times. No. Well, and you can never quite get the character the same that you want. Yeah. Especially because people, when they make a character, they like get a just one little tick in their head that they're yeah. like, this is the guy I want to play and how I want to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. There. Um, There's our sneaky question answer. Um, I guess that's it. No, you're not quite done. You got one more paragraph to read. Uh, <laughs> this thing, sometimes it's not a computer. No. It's a source of aggravation. Sometimes. It's not its fault. It's the app. Uh, well, I'm currently just doing unconnected one-shots. My players are all up for experimenting with other systems, too. What do you do? Just think, try out another session or two. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> or move on and see if something else sticks. And the, the other thing is, I would think long and hard about translating characters from system to system. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because there was a lot of pushback when I did that in my 4th edition D&D to Hero to GURPS. There were people who were like, oh, but I had this power and I don't have this power anymore. I'm like, well, we're playing I a totally was one diff- of those people. We're playing a totally different game now. We're- that was me. 
<laughs> you, there was a lot of them. I know. I didn't oh, exist yet. No. I was still floating in the stellar birthing yard <laughs> of gamers. <laughs> P.S. You talk a lot about beer. Do you have any whiskey, bourbon, or scotch recommendations? I'm developing my palate. Ardbeg. Right there. There's a bottle right there. If you like peaty, smoky whiskeys, Ardbeg. It's a single malt. It's fantastic. Let's do this. If you don't like those, if you like more like a, like a bourbon, like something sweet... I think I don't remember who, who got me which. Jib got me one of these. Hold it up a little higher. There you go. Jefferson's Reserve. A little lower now. Bourbon. There you go. Well, fantastic. They're actually both fantastic. Yeah. These are both fantastic. Yeah. Different reasons. We should be sponsored by them. Very different reasons. I, uh, I would love to be sponsored by a whiskey distillery. <laughs> I would recommend. I would recommend. I haven't met an Islay Scotch that I don't like. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, but they're not like they don't have that aggressive kind of smokiness. No, not all of them do. Because that's kind of like an IPA of, yeah, of whiskey. Yeah, but like uh, Ardbeg, Laphroaig, mm-hmm. it's all the same little island. Right. Something about that place gives you that, I just was pulled from a peat bog and 600 an years later. On the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like the silk, but a pilt down man. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like that guy, that guy just got tore up and fell in because he was like, I need more of this. Right. That's, yeah. Uh, the chat room requests that you say, it's magically delicious. <laughs> you want a shillelagh? <laughs> I see how it is out there. So how do, how do I, oh, it's live there. Can it just show me the chat room without showing me the freaking video? A, there's a little, yeah, um, there's a, there's a little cog button. It shows you, no, no, the cog. <laughs> okay, I, I clicked on the cog. And then chat only. Chat only. There we go. Stu's a noob. Apply. There you Aww. go. Oh, there we go. Look at that. I can see the chat room. Mmm, scotch. Why is it so small? I'm, I'm, I have old eyes. How do I fix that shit? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is something we should have Sweet done Jesus. before. I'll, I'll figure this out. Give me a second. <laughs> we'll get, you know what? I'm going to stop by a craft store and buy you one of those old lady cookbook magnifiers. <laughs> <laughs> put it in front of it. Uh, <laughs> it'll be so good. No, how... You gotta be able to fix that shit, right? I don't think so. These people. No, you can totally zoom in. Is this an iPad? Zooming in, nothing yeah, happening. Oh. In on the, yes, no. it's an iPad. Oh. It's an iPad Pro. Hmm. I I don't know. Maybe there's a system setting for font sizes. I I couldn't tell you. I don't have that problem. I don't know. All right. My eyesight's gotten worse over the last ten years. Control down plus. To like 20, Control plus. 20. Command plus. Nope, nope, fuck that. Option plus. Option plus? Nope, fuck that. Control plus? No, control plus? Nope, that just gives me an equal sign. Mm. Mm. No, Mm -mm. no. I have no idea. Uh, I like this thing, but it's not a computer. No, (laughs) it's not meant to be. It's close. Very often it's close, but it it's does not. almost everything I need it to. Almost. But yeah, it doesn't play games. Well, it plays some games. It plays iPad games. Yeah, yeah. Minecraft? Oh my god, Minecraft my on this thing. thing is so frustrating. Is it? Oh, oh yeah, the controls are just whacked. Oh, that's how I learned to play Minecraft. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm used to a PC where it's like. Oh no. And I customize my keys since I'm left handed and. 
Uh, chat room says to move your face closer to the screen. This it's yeah, lightweight. That makes it you, bigger. You could pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's an iPad, so you don't don't have to. It's hey. All right, it's nature zoom function. I can't actually can't get that close because of my fucking glasses. <laughs> I'll have to get you like one of those articulated arms so you can swing it in and out. <laughs> That's what I need. It's so tiny. It's the tiniest font ever. It's like comically small. Is That's it bigger even, if you turn it this way? No, it ain't gonna be bigger. It's just gonna have more small text. Okay. No, I and there's your column of it. And there's a there's a little thing, but this it doesn't let you do anything. The best podcast ever. Report an issue. Uh, <laughs> do not submit a ticket live on camera. All right. Old eyes. <laughs> For the love of God. All right. Perception checks and system flavor from David in Tampa. Since I read the the tip and the tip was long, would someone like to read this? <laughs> do you want to give me? I will totally do that. I totally don't know where we are. Uh, yeah. Perception checks and system flavor from David in Tampa. Hello, wild cards of Happy Jacks. This is my second time writing in. I wrote earlier about moving to Tampa and looking for a game only to find an epic GMing nightmare. Uh, I'm happy to report that I've settled into some games down here, and I'm mostly happy with my RPG life. Yay! I'm running Necessary Evil Breakout for a group of at my house twice a month, and I attend the Lakeland Roleplaying, Roleplaying Guild twice a month. The Lakeland, nice. Lakeland Guild has turned out to be a treasure trove of good people and fun games. Awesome. That notwithstanding, last night I went to a game at a local shop to try some Dragon Age RPG. I've been excited about the system since Will Wheaton's actual play and wanted to jump into some combat stunts. However, things did not work out too well. And this leads me to a pile of questions. First, the game started with exploration. And by this I mean over 20 perception checks in a row. Yes, (laughs) I counted. It was a constant barrage of make a perception check, make a perception check, make a perception check, make a perception check. There was one instance where a single tripwire caused four perception checks from two different party members. After more than ten minutes of debate on how the tri- how to trip the trap without being killed, I finally said, "Step over." I step over it. Why problem make when? Well, you know. <laughs> then. <laughs> As the game progressed, the players would announce things like, I roll a seven with two stun points. Stunt points. The jam would then tell them about what they saw and move on. Stunts weren't actually used except as a mutated sort of critical hit marker. The night ended with over 50 perception tests without a target number ever being called out. Also, the game was played like a typical D20 game with most of the Dragon Age flavor taken out. The stunts were barely used and just felt like a D20 game. Before getting into my question, I just wanted to say that everyone, uh, that everyone there was, an, was exceptionally nice, and I still managed to have a good time despite my reservations about how the GM ran his game. Anyway, here is what I want to know. Oh my god, such a long email. I tried to avoid... Oh my god... Stu just brought cookies, new cookies, brand new cookies, baked cookies. No, I'm reading. No, no, it's okay. Um, No, it's fine. All right. Totally just be like... (laughs) I try to avoid perception tests in my games because I think it's the most overused test in the game. I live by the philosophy of just tell the players, and if there's something hidden or sneaking up on you, roll perception. 
When, uh, when searching, I prefer, prefer to use other skills, like investigate when I can. What do you think is an appropriate way to use perception in an RPG? Uh, where is the happy Jack's middle ground? Do we want to do the questions one by one? or should Sure. We read? Okay. All right. Um, obviously, I'm with you that that dude, whoever, or, or lady, they didn't say, whoever that GM was, uh, used perception checks wildly incorrectly. Uh, like, it, it's a common crutch for a GM... Because if you make your players do something, it gives you a couple extra seconds to think about stuff. Uh, like, hey, uh, yeah, what's your uh, what's your dexterity? Yeah, yeah, roll that. Right. They're doing something. You can then be like, all right, well, if they it make gives you it, a second, right? They'll uh, okay. They'll do this, mm-hmm. and if they don't, yeah. So it can totally be just a stalling tactic, like like using um. Uh, it is. Yeah. It very often is. It's totally my brain and I can't even find come myself up with falling into doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it can be hard to to avoid doing it all the time, but fifty times in one game session is a little is much. It, was it really fifty times? Yeah, he said he counted. And oh no, kidding. yeah, he okay. really right. did. <laughs> right, so that's not hyperbole. No, I think to roll. I think a good rule to try to to. to hold yourself to when you're GMing is if you're asking for a perception roll the failure of the roll should create as interesting a result as success of the roll. If it's not just give them to say oh you notice a scrap of paper lying on the ground. Yeah. Or whatever. If they decide not to pick it up and look at it you just have to deal with it. But Rather than ask, you know, ask for the perception. Because if the if you if you offer them a perception check and they make it, and you say, okay, you see a scrap of paper sitting on the ground, they're going to pick it up and see what it says because sure. they've earned it. It's it's a they had a perception check and they made right. it. This but is if you my just, treasure now. If you just tell someone that, they might pick it up. They might not, depending on the player. I mean, some players would be like, no, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but there should be something as interesting if they don't. Make the roll as if they do, and if the and and if you and they, and then we all fall into this trap. If you re- need them to make the roll for the adventure to keep going, something's gone wrong already. Re- well, oh, don't definitely don't ask for the roll. Just give yeah. it to them. And and, yeah. and I fall into that trap myself. It's like, oh yeah, there's something hidden here, and I kind of forget that it's an, a key plot point out of habit, usually to. To give myself a little bit of time, I'll ask for a perception roll. And if you look, a lot of times, when, even when like when someone says, "Okay, everyone, make a perception roll," because a lot of people say that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even if no one makes it, it's like, okay, well, you made it. You got close, so right, <laughs> right. That's evidence yeah. that it's a, that's a, a, st- a stalling tactic. Right. Yeah, like Stork and I <laughs> when we first started doing Freak Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The very first game we had, we had somebody play one of the characters just over-the-top amazing. Like, mm-hmm. just, she was so into it and doing all kinds of crazy things with it that we didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. That by the end of that session, we both felt bad that we hadn't prepped enough stuff to answer her questions. Mm-hmm. Like, we were like, oh. Right. And in our prep for the next game, we made the critical error of putting some critical information in a way that only that tune could find it. And then we got to the next game, 
and the person playing that character didn't do any of that stuff. Oh, interesting. Nothing. Huh. So we were like, oh. <laughs> okay, alright. So we got to a combat. While I was doing the combat, Stork pulls out his piece of paper and starts coming up with a way to get information to the rest of the group right. on the fly. <laughs> and we were just like, Literally, we had like a whole envelope full of special things for this one character because the last person had done so much. Here's all the stuff that could happen. Mm-hmm. None of it got used. Wow! And we're just like, it's yeah. That's okay. what you get for trying to like anticipate. Right. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but at the same time, there was the critical mistake that we made of putting a like one absolutely vital piece of information. Absolutely. That only some one person can get, or that needs to be accounted for in some way. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. Just, Tom said that he really likes um, how Dungeon Worlds discern realities works, where uh, the player gets to ask a number of questions based on how well they roll. So yeah, they get to ask yeah. things like, "What happened here recently? Oh, that's, what that's a, that's is a cool about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for?" So that's a cool mechanic. And you could t- you you could use that with any system. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, he also says um, that if a PC fails a perception roll, they still get a clue, but it also gives them some consequence. So that's an, like if you, yeah. that's like the situation you were just talking about, where if you know they have to have figure out whatever it is by you know if you design your game that way, then they roll and you give it to them, but there's also something bad that comes with it. I always that mechanic. I always. I mean, in the Star Wars game, I've just like started totally ignoring that shit. <laughs> it's 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 like oh, no, okay. Someone did, made this role, but they had well, this. Now it's something bad. What what bad thing is going to come from trying to pick a lock on a door? Right. In a place that's abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> the door falls on you. Oh wait. <laughs> well, it's Star Wars, so they have those non-OSHA approved doors. Right. right. So it could very well be that. Right. Like, oh, it sucks up into the ceiling really fast. You start to walk through and it falls back down. And it splits you into. Because <laughs> the hydraulic thing is, it's not necessarily heavy enough to murder you, but. Mm-hmm. They move fast. Star Wars doors move. They right, right. That's some scary but shit. Maybe that door isn't heavy enough if mm-hmm. it were to lose its hydraulic lift. To, if it f- fell on somebody, maybe it's made out of aluminum, so it wouldn't kill somebody, right. but it might maim your leg up pretty good. But if it's using the hydraulic ram down... Mm-hmm. Right, right. But, Which, yeah. you know, a minor consequence <laughs> could be... Oh. Jeff also says um, you can also mix in a lie with the clues. Like, maybe mix in things that maybe they perceive a bunch a of things... A misperception. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a misperception in with something that is also part of the clue. That's possible. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, okay. They're going to so jump was, on that, though. Of course they will, but yeah. then they get all like, oh, okay, you guys are walking down the street, and it's a suburban neighborhood, blah, 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 big perception check. Oh, okay, nobody made it. So in that house over there, you see an old lady peeking out the window. <laughs> yeah. But, and I mean, and and that keeps the game moving. At yeah. least then, other than like a failed perception check where they end up like sitting in a dungeon not knowing what is going to happen next, and they just sit there debating. At least then... They go check out the old lady until they're like, "Oh, this is." This it's just is an the old lady. Fish she's bear just or an old lady in a neighborhood. Of no. course, she's peeking out the window because right. she wants to know what they. And it's a bunch of strangers walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Next question. Second quick, quick question. That's not a quick question. All right, should a GM announce the target number, difficulty class, or whatever more often than not? I usually do in the form of a sentence. I say, make a challenging strength roll, so hit a 13. 
I only keep the target number hidden when necessary. Like when the players are at a hidden door or something, or are passing a hidden door or something. Then I'm more likely to roll for the players depending on the group. Uh, I agree. Like, if it's not something mission critical, it's just easier to let them know. Like, well, yeah. Only time I think I wouldn't is is during a, a combat if there's like a hidden boss. Yeah, of course. If there's like five guys that are fighting, but one of them is like a veteran or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And during the combat, only... they tend to suss that out pretty quickly anyway. Sure. Yeah. Because like, there's so many roles. Yeah. Because right? yeah. somebody's like, okay, I'm going to try and hit him. Thirteen. Oh, you missed. Next guy. Fourteen. Oh, you hit, and they go, aha! His AC is fourteen. All right. Cool. Yeah, uh, I think everyone we play we play with is smart to figure that out. So, I've never actually bothered to to worry about that. To be honest, no, no. I, but I agree. Like the only time to keep it hidden is when there's something that they just don't notice, right? Right. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of perception checks, and and, and what what GURPS usually suggests is, is that the GM make those rolls. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. If they see something and it. It's critical whether they see it or not. Rather than have them make the roll and have to not metagame the fact that they missed a perception check, right? The GM just makes them. Somebody, I don't remember if it's somebody that's been on the cast. Somebody told me that they generate a table of random rolls. Yeah, hmm. and keep that like as a printout. They just keep it mm-hmm. on hand, and then they're like they know all their characters. Perception bonuses. Mm-hmm. Right. So when they get to it, they're like, "Okay, well, the first six rolls are these, and here's the bonus." Okay. We've had listeners say that they've had the players sit down and roll, like in a d20 game, roll a d20 mm. ten or fifteen times and write all the numbers down in sequence and hand them to the GM. Then the GM just has those numbers for so. anything that's uh, any kind of passive roll. Hmm. Nice. Although that's I cool. think now there's like if if you're making a perception roll, it's like. <clears throat> I, passively, I don't think you roll anymore. It's like if your perception is this, it's you'll plus, see it. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. And lastly, and this one might be so obvious that there's really no need for discussion. How important is game flavor when running a system? Shouldn't Savage Worlds feel like Savage Worlds and not a reskinning of Pathfinder? Shouldn't Dragon Age feel like Dragon Age? Shouldn't Snozberries taste like Snozberries? Yes. Well, that's why you pick the particular system because you like the way it colors the game. If you don't like the way it's coloring the game, <clears throat> you can house rule it, I suppose. You know, or play something else. Yeah. But I think generally speaking, but not necessarily. I don't know. There are people who like want to play Savage Worlds because they're familiar with Savage Worlds. But let's say they want to play something that's like really gritty, and so that there's ways to adjust the system so that it's yeah uh, grittier. One of the guys that a lot of my friends have talked about on the air before, he learned Savage Worlds, and that's the only game he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he doesn't want to try and learn 50 new systems and how they all work. He's just like, cool, I got one. And he knows it really well. Oh, yeah. He's the man. He's yeah. got it under control, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to... You bother learning all this new stuff every time because he's also the guy that leans towards the rules lawyer side of the coin. Right mm. now, so is he, he, a, says is he no. a luddite when it comes to deluxe Savage Worlds deluxe? Have you played you it know, recently? I haven't. No, oh, yeah, it's okay. been such a long time that mm. I don't know. But I think he'd go with it because okay. it's yeah. it's an evolution of the thing he knows. That's Got true. it. With minor changes, he can go okay, mm-hmm. right? It's fine. Instead yeah. of like, oh, okay, let me learn Savage Worlds and then let me learn. 
hero. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know. I guess I'm like that with Wild Talents. And I guess that when I reskin Wild Talents, like, my games feel completely different. That's a game that lends itself to being reskinned, though. No, that's true. And that's one of the reasons I mm-hmm. like it. So maybe that does, maybe that is the flavor that I'm looking for, something that's more just a great mechanic system that I can then skin with anything. Yeah, I but, well, I can't really speak to Wild Talents because I've never mm-hmm. gotten a chance to play. Mm-hmm. But, like, doesn't the mechanic itself have a basic sort of a flavor to it? Maybe. Like, it's like, I mean, there's a lot of speed involved. So that definitely well, adds that's, like that, that, that That's the one where, the, where the combat is decided. Everyone rolls at the same dice time. at the same time. And, then and you, the combat is resolved yeah. with that one roll. With that, yeah, with that. Well, not the whole <laughs> one combat, collected. but that, yeah, oh, oh, it with is, that round. Not, oh, oh, it is. Yeah, I thought so it was a whole combat. No, 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 not the whole combat. It's each round, and yeah. then everyone rolls at the same time. So it goes really fast. So it's not really the one roll engine. Well, it's one roll per round. <laughs> the, that's too long. The one roll, well, yeah, one okay. roll per round system. That's like, and it doesn't say me, spell or either. That's not cool. But um, <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. Orper, I, I like that. Orper is fine. Orper. One roll. Per, one roll. Yeah, one engine. roll per round, round engine. engine. Orpery, like the grand old Orpery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to like the five yeah. people who are folk and country musicians out <laughs> in our audience. I think even people who aren't country heard of fans that. have heard of the Grand Old Opry. Okay. <laughs> well, you just came now up. they have. Yeah, now they have. <laughs> All right, continuing on. I'm venting a bit because I found that a lot of jams make every system feel like D and D slash Pathfinder, and it drives me insane. I'm not uh, all too fond of D&D, though 5e isn't terrible, and I dislike Pathfinder. Actually, I mostly dislike Pathfinder players, but I'm digressing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, I, you, to be fair, you dislike some Pathfinder players, and I know which ones you're talking about. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I have kind of gotten to a point where, like, the game that I am least likely to want to be excited to play mm-hmm. is a fantasy game. Sure. That makes sense. The, the of genre, any kind. The genre's yeah. been played out for you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's years and years of playing D&D yeah. and then some Pathfinder and then mm-hmm. stuff that I'm just not super hyped about the whole genre. Like, okay, I'm right. thieves and dragons and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like, give me a good modern game. Give me a right. good... Cyberpunk game or whatever that I'm more excited about, but that has less to do with the system and more to do with the genre. I yeah, think. right. That makes sense. Right. Uh, is is it that some jams think this is how you role play, so they run every system the same way, or is there a way to gently push the GM into treating Dragon Age as Dragon Age, or is this like teaching a scorpion not to sting the frog? I've asked a lot of questions, so I'll stop now. Because I have more and may never stop. Keep up the great work. I love the show and have been passing it around here in paradise down here in paradise. Yay. Thank you. Sincerely, David from Tampa. PS, I'll just get to it. Fooking drink. Something happy. Poppy. Hey. Hand me a cookie. No. Want a cookie? Want a cookie. You want the cookie? I would have another cookie. Yay, cookie. In my fucking club, I will slash, splash the pot whenever I fucking well please. <laughs> <clears throat> no? Rounders? Yeah, okay. I'm aware of it. All right. Not my favorite, but 
I love rounders. This is never, never got Johnny me. Chan. All right. <clears throat> Question for upcoming one shot from Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello to the crew of Happy Jacks. Whoa. This email is probably going out late, to, too late to do me any good, but on the off chance that you're able to give advice, I'm sending it anyway. Yeah. Well, hopefully this works, since this is an early, out-of-shuffle session. So, I found the podcast in August 2016. Wow. Hey, Kimmy, when you come back, bring me the giant beer in the door. Thank you. You're my hero. We have a wine holder. Yeah, I bought a wine rack. Yeah. Super classy. I bought, well, I bought a bunch of wine for the party, and only a couple bottles got drank. Yeah. So I had a lot of bottles, so I had to put them somewhere. Because I'm still not able to drink white wine. You're not? (laughs) All of them? What about red? Are you okay with red now? Well, a little bit. It tastes too. Anyway, I found the podcast in August 2016 and have been powering through the episodes. Power through. I'm concurrently listening to the current episodes and the back catalog. I'm Ah. up to season six, episode nine. Temporal whiplash. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I kind of did that, but I started listening at the end of season one. Right. So my listening to the backlog was very short. (laughs) Right. But, But... yeah. Uh, and as of this afternoon, I'm looking forward to the remaining two-thirds-ish I have yet to enjoy. The journey so far has been enormously entertaining and informative. Hmm. On to the question. I'm going to be running a one-shot for Savage Worlds Deadlands during an upcoming charity stream for Extra Life. Thank you so much. Hey, Extra Life. Uh, raising money for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Hey! Yay! Thank you. Cha. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as catchy as the whole Children's Hospital Orange County. Chalk. Yeah. Right. They have a cool logo too, it's a little teddy bear. Yeah. Although <laughs> Children's Hospital LA has a really cool neurology surgeon. Do they? She's rad. Awesome. She's got like bright color hair like. <laughs> uh I have approximately two point five hours for my game and five players. While I have a lot of familiarity with the source material, Deadlands Classic, I have never played in or run a Savage Worlds game. It's also been many, many years since I have run anything besides a quick dungeon delve. Uh, first things first, make all your bad guys mooks. Right. In two and a half hours, that's really short. Um, a couple of my players are familiar <coughs> with the system, but a couple are as green as I am. I created all of the characters based off of the player's input, partly to reduce game-breaking surprises, and partly to get experience creating characters. Good, cool. smart thing to do, because mm-hmm. now you, you've only given them the edges and the powers that, apply that to your you're idea. familiar with. Mm-hmm. If you were smart enough to read the rules for the powers you gave them. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good... Yeah, you've got right. that. Arcane background miracles, sure, whatever, you'll figure it out. <laughs> um... What I'm concerned with is how many combats I should be able to get in in that time span. Not a lot. Um, well, Savage Worlds goes by quickly, but... Sometimes. But... <laughs> two and a half hours is really short. It is. It is. Like, that's... There's going to be BS time. And I would, I would plan on being able to get one. Yeah. You can get one in easy. One, maybe have a second one. Maybe a in tiny, like early on one. Yeah, a little bar brawl or something. Yeah, a little something. Not even like a uh, like a 
bar at closing time. Only two guys left, and they're tore up drunk. Right. Like that kind of bar brawl. Not like, it's a full saloon. Or like, you know, you, you get the party gets jumped in an alley by a couple of thieves. Yeah, like two guys, yeah. And they find the first clue on them. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something quick that could happen. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The above information is to give you some idea where I'm coming from. The basic plot is to get the posse into a town to find a lost professor. Uh, check an island with a bunch of other weirdos. What? <laughs> a lost professor. Yeah. They got to check an island with a bunch of other weirdos. Skipper 2. And the rest. And his wife. No. <laughs> the professor was one of the rest. And Marianne. Yeah. But he counted it. Yeah, in the early episodes, it was... And the rest. The, and, the rest. and the rest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the professor and Marianne. Those were the rest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, it, the time it takes to say the rest, they could have just named the characters. They Clearly, did. they did. Eventually, they fixed that. <laughs> Once they went to color... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to talk about much more as at least one player listens to the podcast. Oh, hi out there, player. Don't listen to our advice too closely either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm planning on having the town fleshed out so that there is something to do no matter what the players decide, but having an idea of what can reasonably be done in the time frame will help me shape the encounters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thought I had was to begin the session in media res. Uh, with unrelated combat to show how the system works. Is that pronounced in media res or in media ray? You know, I'm not sure. I always heard it in media ray. I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm not correcting you. I'm no. asking a question. I and I legitimately am not sure. So I'm not offended at the questioning. In fact, if you find it, let me know. Uh, but I don't know if that will take too much time away from the main story. Uh, for anyone interested. Uh, in the runaway stage that will be this session, I'm working with Saving Throw Show. Our 24-hour plus stream will begin Friday night at 7.30 on Twitch. Uh, Twitch TV slash Saving Throw Show. My particular segment begins at 4 a.m. Saturday morning. In medias res or in medias race. In medias res or in medias race. There you go. And there's an S in in medias. I didn't know that. Oh, no. <laughs> now we've all been edumacated by the Googles. Uh, <coughs> 4 a.m. Saturday morning, so yes, I understand the reluctance to stay up and watch the carnage. Thanks, Nick, a.k.a. Sun Growler. P.S. Wow, it's easy to accidentally write a long email when you just want to make sure the question is clear. I'll never mumble get to the point on the emails on the show again. <laughs> so yeah, 4 a.m. Saturday morning, not gonna make it. Mm-mm. Sorry. No, that, that um, this foreshadows an email later on, though. Oh, okay. Well, we'll yeah, we'll get there. But uh, yeah, my Savage Worlds advice: uh, if you have time, is I'm assuming he's talking about this Saturday. Uh, you, probably, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, in the next couple of days, if you could find somebody to just sit down and run a little combat with, or run it, make a couple characters and run a combat, run it yourself, back and them. forth. Yeah. yeah. Run a combat with the two of them fighting each other, or just so you kind of get in the habit. Um, I, I do that often when I'm running a brand new game. Uh, to save time, you might want to. Deal out uh, the, the whole deck of cards face down before the game starts. Oh, yeah. 
So everybody uh, has their own stack, idea. and then they can just flip over one every round of combat mm-hmm. uh, until somebody gets a joker, and then you'll still have to shuffle. But that'll save you the time of doing the, okay, here's your card, here's your card, here's your card. It'd be so funny card. if you laid out the whole thing and the first guy to flip the first card is a joker. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't help that part, but... Yeah, that's a good idea, though, to, to speed it up. Um, I like the idea of having a quick combat at the beginning. Just something fast. Yeah. Get let people turn your mic. It's pointed sideways. To get people understanding the so the combat system. Yeah. Just to do something quick against like one and or two. You get the wall mechanics that way. Right. Little quick bad guys. Nothing. Uh, nothing crazy. Nothing in depth. Don't have them come across like. Uh, you know, a crazy shaman that has a whole bunch of magical powers and shit. Right. Don't do not do that. A couple, um, like, street toughs or some skeletons. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I can think about. Fleshing out the town is cool, but in two and a half hours, don't necessarily put them in a minecart, but maybe have the tracks running along where they can see them. Right. Don't don't give them a lot of time to go around like, uh, so what do we want to do? Uh, because that's just going to waste everybody's time. Right. <clears throat> and is the 2.5 hours a, a, a hard... He says he, he has approximately. Yeah, I guess it is. Oh, yeah. Well, it's ish. Right. Cool. Thank you, Nick. Cheers. Good luck. Good cause. Like your handle. Quick plug from Levy. Levi? Ooh. Levy? That's refreshing. What is it? Ninja Ninka. Ninkasi Brewing Company. From Tri- Eugene, Oregon. Tricera, Tricera Hops. <laughs> Double IPA. Look. Can I try it? Yeah, yeah. I like the label. Hmm, that's good. I like it. Yeah, it's clean. Uh, Jackers. I've written in before. I put my two cents in about AC versus damage reduction. I also, <laughs> I also told you to, about the pickup games I play with my group called Crossroads, wherein we each, wherein each player has his or her character described by other players. Attribute points are allocated as we play, and all yes/no questions are answered by the dice. <clears throat> Today, I would like to ask you to mention that my podcast exists. Fistful of dice. Exists. exists. Sorry. Fistful of dice exists. It is called Fistful of Dice, not Fistful of First. Fist, pause, full of dice. And although right now we are playing the fate based Dresden Files, we usually play a homebrew which is called A Fist Full of Dice. We exist on Facebook, Twitter, and at FFODpod at squarespace.com. Get a URL. Yeah, pony up. You need to have a URL. Your own URL. Don't go to Squarespace. I mean, you can use use Squarespace. Squarespace is fine. But have it redirect to your page. Podcasting tip. Ta-da! I'm sure ffodpod.com isn't taken. I would be shocked if it is. Or ffodpod.it is probably not taken. Or TV. Or Or TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't do TV, though, because it doesn't become a URL and everything. Like, it doesn't become a hyperlink automatically. Really? Yeah. No. It oh, still doesn't yet. Wow. Yeah, it's really annoying. Hmm. 
Although I, I dig the idea of the other people at the table describe your character. Yes. It right. can be fun. Well, that's when we, when, we, when we used to run games where we played ourselves. Mm-hmm. People had veto power when you make, made yourself as a character. It's like, nah, you're not that smart. <laughs> if two people around the table disagree, right? Mm-mm. No, your IQ's your, your IQ's nine. Sorry, no offense. I'll go ahead and read the other one since I was short. Sure. A thought and a question from hour eleven. Hey, Jackers, it's been a while since I wrote. I just wanted to comment on something from a recent episode and then ask a question that came up from my last session. Mm-hmm. First, around season seventeen, episode fifteen ish. Someone wrote in about leading questions during character creation and player agency. A little while back, I stumbled upon my new favorite way of tying characters together during the game session itself. It's a core mechanic of the game system I'm designing. Mm-hmm. No matter what system I'm running now, I use this basic idea. Mm-hmm. At the start of each session, every player gets a single remember when token. If a player sees another player struggling to make a role or decides that a role is so important they want it to succeed for them, they may spend their token to help the player out, usually as a reduction to the difficulty of the role, depending on the system. Your remember when can't be used to help yourself, only another player. Another player may never ask if someone ask someone to use a token on them. Before a role... Another PC present in the scene, not the one rolling, may spend their remember when to narrate a story from a shared experience in both PCs past that is relevant and helpful to the situation in the form of, hey, remember when, ellipses, maybe the lock they are trying to pick is similar to the one they encountered when they robbed that bank in Milan 10 years ago. In order to maintain agency for both players, The one receiving the remember when has three choices. Agree, make the suggested backstory the truth and accept the bonus. Disagree, Mm -hmm. the character remembers it differently. They can sort out the the truth in RP as the game progresses. Mm -hmm. But the player doesn't deny it and they accept the bonus. Or three, veto. The player decides they don't like the addition to their backstory and they do not accept the bonus and is treated as... As it if as if it has never happened, and the token is lost. By vetoing, the player maintains full control over their backstory, but the temptation to accept anyway, in order to receive the bonus, can sometimes have them add some interesting complication to their backstory that they wouldn't have otherwise allowed. Likewise, the risk losing their token to veto will keep the offering player from going too far outside the box in their suggested backstory edition. With player, three players in the game, you tend to have three new backstory connections added every session. And a few sessions, after a few sessions, the characters tend to have many incidents in their past to draw on for RP moments. So far, it's worked great in my groups in World of Darkness, GURPS, Fate, and D&D 5th Edition. It's a brilliant idea. I really dig it. Yeah. Although, I'm tempted to call it like the Family Guy mechanic. I've never seen Family Guy. Because that's kind of the way the plot of every Family Guy show goes. is like, something, 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 and then, oh, that reminds me of the time when non sequitur. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's kind of their, their flashback joke. Oh, okay. Is the way that works. But I dig it. I dig the... I especially dig the mechanic about agree, disagree, veto. Like, yeah. That's cool. Yes. 
All right, now on to my question. I recently ran my first online game after 20 years of face-to-face games. We had some technical difficulties and wound up using my Mumble server, voice chat for online computer games. So we had no video, only voice. From my side of the screen, it was a train wreck as far as pacing was concerned. The session was designed to start rather frantic, but then slow down to regular to a regular dramatic pace. It's a very low combat team dra- teen drama sort of game. Those types of games should have a precise ebb and flow of tension. I never managed to pull back the pacing. It was a runaway train from minute one, and we missed so many moments that should have been explored and detailed and RP'd. I'm not sure if it was because I was off my game with the newness of playing online, or if it was a lack of expression and facial cues changing the way we RP because those quiet moments of trying to read the other players were missing with only their voices being present. It also could be that you were dealing with players who were used to a different, different kind of style pacing. Of yeah. <clears throat> that, uh, but either way, the game felt like it was a blazing away in front of us and we were chasing after it. It wasn't that they weren't following the plot. They were. It wasn't the case of left turns and wrench throwing. It was compressed time, jumping over the RP as soon as we determined the next location. That's almost like um, what you get when players are in a con game. We've got the clue. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they know that there's a time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it wasn't the case of left turns of compressing the time and RP. As determined in the next location, some RP moments, even PC to PC, suddenly becoming brief narrations. I ask about blah. I tell them about blah. And losing details. I realize in hindsight I should have just called a break as soon as I saw we were just holding on to an out-of-control narrative, but in the moment I was just trying to keep it all together. So I guess my main question is, have you noticed a difference to how you maintain pace in an online game versus the tabletop? Is there is there different tricks? Second question, have you ever played with audio only? I knew online would be different without the bodies in the room, but at least with faces you have some visual cues. Dropping the video seems to be a second step removed from the traditional game feel. Does anything come to mind as, a way, as ways to control and guide your group you can't see? Should we answer those first and then go on to the third yeah, question? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Um, I would say uh, for difference in maintaining pace in an online game versus the table... You've got to speed up roles. You've got to find a way in that online game to speed up the roles. Because there's at least some interest, even if you're playing like 4E or 5E or whatever, and when people are taking their turns around the table where people see the roles, you can't really do that in an online game. So literally you have people like rolling and just you see like the video head like looking down. So there's not even the Well, your, si- your system specifically that you play mm-hmm. might be even be more problematic online yeah. because of that. Because especially if you're playing with people who aren't familiar with it, they're counting on you to interpret what their roles are, and you can't see them. Right. And uh, I, when I ro- uh, ran Wild Talents online, that was super hard because I like every everyone's roles affect everyone's else everyone else's. Oh. So it's not like roll you succeed, roll you succeed. It's like what you roll, what you roll. Oh, yours counteracted yours. Because who, who got yeah. the tens gets to go first, or however. exactly, oh. exactly. So it was like so. Luckily, when before Google Hangouts died, like it had the app where you could like see all the dice, which made it super fast, and that was great. Right. But it died, so that's very sad. 
That's very sad. That's going to hurt online gaming a lot. Well, there's still Roll20. And D- does Roll20 have the oomph to be able to support that much live streaming? I mean, I don't know what their connection to a backbone is, but... And that like, costs money. But, yeah, but I mean, I, I have played successfully on Roll20 with video and... Oh, yeah. Hmm. And the app has the, like, you can roll, load in the thing to does it roll use, physics dice. Is it using a server to do all that stuff, or is it a standalone? I don't, I don't know the oh. mechanics. I, I know I turned it on. It if works. it was a standalone thing where you're just making a connection to someone else, I guess, it wouldn't be that big of a problem. I think a minimal amount go through a server, but I don't think it's, like, well, hosting it, all it, of the video. I think it's probably just routing the video between the users. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <clears> know how that works. Do they charge? They didn't when I used it. Hmm. You could pay money for, like... You could actually get modules for some systems at the time. Like, right, all right. And it would have all the art assets loaded and the maps and everything else. I wonder... Kind of a deal, but... I wonder, if people are moving to that exclusively, I wonder what's going to happen. If they're going to have to start... If, they're, if they don't already, if they're going to have to have a pay model. Um, because the bandwidth might end up killing them. It might. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, there's also... I'd be interested to know about that. There's also some other interesting choices. There's a actual tabletop simulator that's like a full-on game that you can buy on Steam. Right. Um, that it Gives literally is like a table, and <clears throat> it has like characters that sit around. You could run video chat like in another window, oh. but then like it shows a table. Oh, wow. That's and you can cool. play, like, it comes with some basic games like chess and shit that you can play with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you can even buy modules for it for other board games that you like. Oh, cool. Um, like DLC for, you know, like if you want to play Catan or whatever. I don't know what all they are, but it's an interesting thing. And it even supports, like, the VR goggles if you've got oh, wow. that going on. So, the To me, um, I did not notice a diff- difference in pacing from tabletop to online, because when I ran that little mini tournament, which lasted five or six sessions, I think, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it was clunky at first because we were getting used to it, but once it got used to it, the game moved okay. in and it went right away, and I think your problem may have been the fact that you didn't have video. I think that probably the, is the, the problem. The second question <clears throat> is what I was going to say is, I have played in a game that we only used audio, because mm-hmm. somebody had technical issues. Yeah. And it was, oh, well, okay, if we're having a bunch of lag, let's just switch to audio only. And I was bored to tears as a player. It's, yeah, it's so I hard. I was like, I am totally uninterested in what's happening here. Like, I'm going to browse the internet in another window because play fucking solitaire, whatever. It just was, no, I wasn't connected to that game at all. No. I've done that. Uh, we don't usually get the whole group, but... Um like being like the one, having like one person phone in or whatever, it just never works well. And yep. that person ends up being left out, and it's hard to, con- they like can totally lose connection, and you can't figure out for a while. Which is like the most, it's like oh, the yeah, worst like thing. Like the little post it stamp picture will oh, freeze. Right. And you don't realize it's frozen. Or we're talking about like just audio. Like oh. if you have your speaker phone out or whatever, sometimes they'll disconnect and you won't even know. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I think that that that's a not having video, not having video. I think yeah. is, is I've never done it, but I would think that that if you if you're ever going to have a 
problem with pacing or tone or anything, I have a feeling that's going to be it. That's going to be it. The number one problem. Um, The chat room is saying, wait, where did it go? Um, Roll20 has a free and a pay option. Fantasy Grounds is pretty expensive and it sucks on Mac, is what uh, uh, Tannic5 is saying. All right. But I don't know. I haven't used it and I don't use Mac, so not a big deal. (laughs) Things you don't need to care about. Third question Have you ever had a session where you just couldn't seem to get the pace of the game under control? What methods do you typically use, online or off, to help make things slow down or speed up? I imagine with conversation, convention games, the pacing gets very interesting because you don't know the players and their chemistry. We are running again in a few weeks. Hopefully the technology will behave, and, I, and hopefully I can maintain the pacing that has room for breathing. So, controlling pacing. Honestly, the, the first thing that pops into my head is something that I know I've talked about a bunch of times is modular game planning. Right. Like, come up with a bunch of scenes. If things are running really long and the players are really taking their time and super investigating things or whatever, you pull out two blocks that don't necessarily need to be there but could have had some cool stuff. And you usher them on to the next bit. Yeah. So right. from their perspective, they don't know anything changed. From your perspective, you're like, well, there's a bunch of prep work I did that we're not using, but yeah. at least the game's going to end in four hours. My my prep for established campaigns is embarrassingly thin. I mean, for like for the vampire game, I'll have <laughs> a list of like four things that might happen during the session. Because sure. it's an established game. Yeah. You guys have your own list uh, agendas at this point. You have stuff that you want to do. M- some Much of it is reactive, but you've also got stuff that isn't reactive. You're like, we, we know there's problems we, we need to take care of. Let's try to nip them in the bud. Setting up of the, of the, the, dolphin, <laughs> the dolphin thing um, <laughs> was not a... a it wasn't a, a result to an immediate threat. It's like, hey, wait a minute. How'd that guy get on our island? Okay, we need to make sure that isn't happening without us mm-hmm. knowing it, right? Um, and and I think... Um, the what, Cetacean Ghoul Network. Right. <laughs> CGN. Yes. <laughs> Protected by. Like, it's a logo with a dolphin jumping over like a vampire thing. Little signs thing. just put on yeah. the dock of the island. <laughs> Stabbed into every beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, but I think the uh, <laughs> what, what, when I what I will do is I'll put in like I'll have like four things. I'll see like <clears throat> go back a few sessions. Sebastian's going to kill somebody. Um, uh, John Kristoff is going to show up and uh, want to investigate something. Um, there, one of the people at someone's business has a personal issue. Um, I mean, it, I'll, and I'll, it'll just be like four or five little. Just like little wrenches, mm-hmm. I can just toss in that need something to, ha- to be done with them. And then I usually have a little notes in there what the bad guys or the rivals or whatever are doing during this time, just so I can keep track in my head mostly where the, sort of the big meta plot things are, are mm-hmm. going on. That but that's, but I, I guess I control the pacing by throwing those things in. I mean, in the last session, what something happened in the last session. What was it? I don't remember. Even how, I mean, I could open one note and see it was a long time what ago. I wrote down. But yeah, it's, it's got to be like th- three weeks ago now. Yeah. 
I Stupid don't Tim, I blame you. Well, I don't know. You, I mean, you can, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> um, it's actually been like a oh, group. well, the, no, the 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 werewolves attacking right someone right attacking, and one. then we made friends. Well, we didn't make friends. I decided to go into business. Oh, spoilers! Sorry. No, that's out. out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I decided to bankroll the brewery of the wolves to make money off of them and then eventually betray them. (sighs) But I've got a list of things for that session that could happen. My brewery I soon will own. Right. (laughs) Um, And like, I'll have, you know, they, the, this this thing might happen, or or Sebastian might do this. <laughs> you thing. instantly become just amused with yourself. Like <laughs> I'm on a brewery but with werewolves, who are soon going to be like my little minions. Right. So mm, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I should try. They're going to make try. beer, and the beer will be sold, and I will get a portion of that money. I should warn you. I actually used the werewolf twenty yeah, anniversary no, it's scary. edition I don't to, to make. Oh, yeah. it's done then. So, like, the, the guru form? Make them friends. No, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm bankrolling their brewery, and I'm right. going to a small portion of their income, right. so they will be preparing beer that will be sold and feed and my money bank. Perhaps you could hire them to kill every vampire that you don't like. They and they're really good that. at it, yes. They're really <laughs> good at killing vampires. Really good. Oh, sweet Jesus. I would actually like to see a combat. Against one of the player characters. <laughs> the chat room says, so you're going to own a brewery. It's an Inokai game all over again. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's sort of a theme, I guess. <laughs> in, our, in our games, brewery. I love a brewery. You're going to start a brewery or a bar. Or a bar. A but uh, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, <laughs> that's how a I can... theme in a fair percentage of role players' games, I'm sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's like the, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to. We're gonna own a bra. We're gonna open up a saloon. We're a gonna bra, open up a- like the Grendel or <laughs> <laughs> It's a werewolf bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a but I think if uh, if you're trying to like modify the pacing, I, I don't really, I don't think I consciously try to control Speed the pacing. That only on con games. Even then, I don't really worry about really it that much because it usually the players take care of that because they know they've got four hours. Yeah, they look at their watch and they go, oh. And it's more of a matter of when the scene kind of feels like it's played out. I'll ask anyone, is there anyone who wants to do anything, anything else? right yeah. now? We're going to fast forward. <coughs> but con games are a totally different animal from a regular game, which is what he's talking about. This The kind of depth of RP in this kind of game is pretty rare in con games, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, I mean, I would throw in... Those sort of events where you can speed up or slow things down. I mean, if if you want there to be a higher level of tension, introduce an NPC who's got violent tendencies, who's who's you know is uh, bringing in a aspect of danger or some sort of threat. Not necessarily a guy rushes in with a gun and starts shooting, but just some kind of a threat to to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to try to slow it down. Have something happen that you know is going to cause internal conflict. So they're going to have they're going to sit and say, oh, "Okay, well, now what do we got to do?" Because now suddenly this got really complicated. Oh, I don't think or, we should do this. Well, I don't even do that. You or know, even something that they have to protect. Right. Because if you lay out a reason for players to have to keep something safe, 
They will spend three weeks <laughs> planning out, like, okay, well, we're going to dig a punji trap over here, and we're going to do, like, or anything. It could be oh, yeah. anything. You could be like, okay, well, there's this little old lady, and she was friends with your mom, and you remember going over to her house on Saturday afternoons and playing in her yard, and she'd bake pie for all you kids. Like, and guess what? Those orc bastards are coming into town, and they're going to kill that old lady because she has the recipe for orc pie. <laughs> like, or whatever. It doesn't matter. And they will literally spend five sessions yeah. planning out the defense of this old lady's home. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're running in a few weeks. So I think I already read that. Okay. Thank you, Hour 11 from Kansas. And then a gaming question and a gaming community question from Josh. This is the last one, I believe. That's my turn, I yeah. think. By the way, the chat room has uh, now started a bring back the Inukai movement. I would totally run Inukai again. Sure. Love that we game. have to find out what happened Let's after the... the, the uh, I don't even remember what happened last session. But that was, that, I was those days are gone. Dave's... <laughs> right. Those I days was, are gone. It would be like the next generation. Right. Well, I was... Da- well, no, we did uh, that like one. a different part of the world. And then we did... No, well, oh, you think so? Connect- oh, like it could have, go- it could be going on at the same time as the adventures of the original crew <gasps> in the Crablands, oh or something. And then we will totally come up with a reason to go there. Right. I see. I think it should be after. I think it's yeah, still I like it should be after. But yeah, it, it could I be like, your, well, because then we switch around and I played your descendant. Right. Uh, and I don't remember. I don't even remember my character at, in the second generation. I'll come up with another hapless family of a minor subfamily of a clan. Well, it might be interesting to try and play with from multiple clans. Like our descendants I never spread that. out. I never understood. Well, well, it, it yes. would be like the vampire game where we have different. It would be just like that. That's different, though. The vampire—that's not your political alliance necessarily. I mean, it can be. It can be. Yeah. But your political alliance in in a vampire game is always going to be one of opportunity. That's true. Whereas in if you're lion, you're loyal to lion. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's true for everyone. I don't with like a as I read through because I, I read cover I read that book cover to cover mm. I didn't I didn't absorb much of it but I did read it cover to cover and especially when it comes down to the fluff part of it mm-hmm. yeah. that I picked up a lot of and as I was reading it the instantly as I'm I'm thinking it would be really hard to run a cohesive game where everyone's from a different clan yeah it would just be a hard thing to do. You can come up Unless with a there's high some... level reason why that could happen. Well, that's like what you do. You just say you've been ordered to do this. By the emperor, yeah. That's what they all are. Yeah. It's like, you know, you've been tasked by this daimyo to do this, or or the emperor's champion wants you to do this, or, or whatever it is. Or you're all there at the same place for this event. That's mm-hmm. like a real common thing. And, but it, but it's, it, they're all contrived. There's yeah. no... Yeah. Within the characters and the party themselves, there's no need for cohesion that isn't artificially enforced on them by some external force. That's true. I think that was one of the things that made that game so cool. Is like there was that family loyalty. Exactly. Like yeah. we all really wanted to work together, even though we were very different characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wanted it. There is. I mean, that's sort of. Thing. And you're an under. You're a you know, underdog, redheaded stepchild. No offense. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm genetically offended. <laughs> <laughs> The bottle of fucking manic panic in my bathroom. <laughs> was it manic set. panic? Yeah. Nice. Did you bleach it out first? I did the like 1950s bleach 
the peroxide and salt. Yeah. No, because Googling how to bleach a man's facial hair leads you to a parade of horror stories of <laughs> sweet Jesus, don't use commercial bleaching products on your facial hair because it's like being in World War One. <laughs> oh, breathing. Yeah. That stuff is really noxious. It is yeah. directly below your mucous membranes and you might die. Like, don't do it. You have to do it upside down. Well, right. Hang yourself from the feet. And then apply. No, I don't know. I so, almost got. I almost blinded myself dyeing my hair with that shit yeah. when I was in my twenties. So then they, uh, then there was talk of like some dude. He ended up plugging up his nose with cotton and breathing through his mouth, and then getting a snorkel <laughs> to do it. I could okay. I would point the snorkel down. Well, what I don't know how he did the mechanics <laughs> exactly, but that kind of shit. And I was like, I don't. No, like this right. is for fun. That would have been amazing, not, right? Mm. Now, do they make just for men beard that's red? No, oh, well, they, not bright. Not really. It's gonna. It's just gonna darken. And certainly not in my neighborhood. It's all brown, white, <laughs> yeah. black, line. right? Like, I, yeah, no. There's nothing. Nothing that would have helped me without lightening the. Because okay. my beard is super dark. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my hair is darker than it was when I was a kid, but like. My beard is dark, your, dark your, brown. Your hair, hair, it was all, like on the borderline of blonde. Right. Yeah. Right. But when I was a kid, I looked like my son, like right. bright yellow yeah. corn hair. <laughs> but, but, yeah. So then I was like, well, if I'm just doing that for this, I'll just do that up here and kind of get the highlights going. And it was fine. It worked out okay. Yeah. It just took a long ass time because it was like, keep doing it until you get lighter. And I was like, all right. So I spent like a whole day, like. Right. But anyway, the the yeah. the, the whole, I, I think that cohesion thing. I, I I know that that's not the default way that people run L five R. No. And quite frankly, I kind of think they're crazy. Yeah. To run it so that way perfect. because it is. There's, I'm, I, there's gonna be, there's gonna be party conflict anyway in 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 a in a, mm-hmm. in a game where honor is that important because mm-hmm. people are gonna slight each other. But yeah. when you're all from different clans, that's going to be a lot of the game. Yeah. It's going to be conflict. Yeah. Especially if you've got a, one scorpion. Which we, we had in the, the party, but see, well, even in the, in the... Did I end up playing Tyler's Descendant? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Cause you're yes. re- yeah. Because I remember the Lion symbol. Clan mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you he were married lion. the Lion. Yeah. You were Lion, right? Right. Yeah. And then Tyler... No, was Tyler playing? Tyler was playing the the S- scorpion, don't. right? Yes. No. No. That was you. Yes. You, you were playing scorpion? No. No, I wasn't. I I think my mother was scorpion, but right. I was still no. of the class. I think Dave. I think I think Tyler played scorpion because because Stork was Kitsune. Mm-hmm. Was it he playing Stork's offspring? Spring, then? I believe he was. Okay. Okay. I, I, it's so, I have to go back and reread Such it a long time ago. That yeah, I'm Tyler was the scorpion. No. Tyler was like, we just listened to this. Yes, Tyler was scorpion, son of Stork. That's what I thought. But ah. the whole thing is, they're still, you're one generation away from mm. all being cousins. Right. right. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, probably we're still all, all family cousins. connected. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Stork was my son. Right. 
Right, and he was Kitsune because yeah, your character He had all the guilt married. for my character having died in childbirth and right. all that stuff. That's why I wrote my Spoilers. my character's ending story to be all happy. Yeah, you were everyone the only else's one. wasn't because like I heard the others yeah. and I was like, sweet Jesus! <laughs> oh yeah, especially Tyler's because Tyler Tyler had the taint, <laughs> little touch of taint. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gaming question and, and gaming community question from Josh. All right, yeah, that's it, me. Okay. A ga- right? I think me? Yeah. You? Oh, okay. no, well, yeah. A gaming question and a gaming community question from Josh. I like the classics, so let me start by saying, hey, douchebags. I've got a couple of items simple. for you. This- yeah, simple. Yeah, like a black Classic. dress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it always looks good, no matter what the occasion. Uh, I've got a couple of items for you this evening. Let me start with my gaming advice questions. Incestukai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. They're <laughs> marrying. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody married each. No, no, not yeah. yet. <laughs> Next session. <laughs> oh That's how it starts. Yeah. I like the classics, so let me start by saying, "Hey, douchebags!" Oh, I already read that. I've got a couple of. I uh, did that already. Uh, I do like a lot of horror gaming. I've recently been kicking around the idea for a one shot or short series that has a twist ending, and I'd like some advice on how to allude to that twist without giving it away. The premise is this. An occult investigator stumbled uh, onto a plot by a group of cultists to enact a ritual on behalf of some cosmic, unknowable evil. Over a span of months, the investigator learned exactly what was going on and then attempted to stop the ritual. During that encounter, the investigator briefly encountered the entity in question, and his, her mind was shattered by the experience. It is all pre- uh, preamble, and this is where, uh, where we introduce the players. The players all take on characters that are occult investigators. The twist is that they are all the same person, or rather different personalities of the same person, but they don't realize it. As far as they're concerned, they're all different people. The main villain is also another personality of the same person, only he, she knows what happened. When the investigator originally confronted the cult, he, she killed their leader, and now is the only person who knows the entire ritual required to summon the thing that shall not be named. Each of the personalities holds one aspect of the ritual. The exception is the villain, who can only gain the information by getting each personality to reveal it. So the game will revolve around the players investigating the death of the investigator, themselves really, while tracking down the villain they think is responsible, also themselves, while being manipulated into revealing the ritual. Think of it as Fight Club of Cthulhu. (laughs) I dig it. I dig that. Yeah. I'm looking for advice on how to drop hints about their situation without giving the whole thing away. Then some advice on how to reveal the entire thing at the end. I'm looking for this game to be one of really weird horror, with things that happening that don't really make sense out of context, but will start to clear up as the game goes on. So, thoughts? So really what's going on with the players at the table is the internal dialogue between these multiple personalities. But they don't realize it's and even when realize. they're even when they're experiencing things, they're just experiencing things. I have an interesting way to do it, and you would have to be really good at not answering questions. <laughs> and here's it: when the party splits, if the party splits, and someone else who is not with the the group of PCs going over in this direction, if they have input, have that input affected. But don't tell anyone why. You see what I'm saying? 
No. Okay, let's say okay. let's let's say the party splits and these two investigators go over here to mm-hmm. go sure. look at something else. While they're doing that, one of the other players at the table says, "Oh, does that thing have that da Because people will all the time jump in with their, jump in yeah. with a question about something. So instead of saying "Don't metagame" or "You're not there," answer their question as completely as you possibly can. Uh, and if someone says, oh, "But he's not there," well, he knows it anyway, and just leave it at that. Mm. Or don't even say that. Just be like, "Oh, oh well, I said it." Right, just, I said it, so it. you know it. It's a thing, right? Yeah. You would share it anyway. But let them know. Let the the character know. Yeah, you have that knowledge now. Yeah, that would yeah, that would be a, a way idea. that I think you could sort of foreshadow that with playing with the player's tendency to metagame when they split. If they split, if they don't split, obviously that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know. I'm I mean, I, th- there'd be, like, visual clues, I think, in their surroundings if they did it. Like, I hate to go back to, like, rolling perception because you already... But they might notice things like, oh, you only see your reflection in the mirror. Or things like that. I don't know. That might be too obvious. That's what ruined the fucking sixth sense for me. Oh, yeah? Because when I... One of the reasons why oh, I hate like a 3D, doorknob or something. Yeah. One of the reasons why I hate 3D movies mm-hmm. is because I'm the dude, when I go to the movies... I spend very little time looking at the main characters. The foreground, right. Yeah, I, I look at all the crazy production value shit in the background, because I like that stuff, and I'm yeah. really into it. And, and it's in focus when you see it in 3D. <laughs> when you see it in 2D, you're like, oh, I can see things. There's point of view. You know, focal length matters. Right. Um, but uh, when I went to see The Sixth Sense, because other people had been like, oh, dude, you got to go see it. It's amazing. I don't want to ruin it. you got to go see it. All right, I go. 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, why is Bruce Willis not in that shot? In that reflection. Yeah, that's oh. weird. Because like, they go up to a door and knock on the door, and it's the kid and Bruce Willis, and then you just see the kid in the brass doorknob. Way early in the movie. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's amazing. And I was, like, I was like, what the shit? And then like, as things started happening, I was like, oh, oh. oh so then it got to the end, and I was like, oh, that was... That was a good movie, but it could have been so much better if you'd just been a little more subtle. I was down at the end going, oh, oh my god! Like, I figured it out, like, two seconds before they revealed it. I was like, oh my god. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I See, I never I, I never looked for any of that stuff. No. And wouldn't notice it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that particular one, but I did notice a couple things later on, like, rewatching once I knew to look for them. Right. Well, I, I think near at some point I did realize that people were ignoring him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Under, I didn't. I hadn't figured out why. <clears throat> You're like, ah, kid lives in one of those cities. He's a, yeah, right. It's the Northeast. They hate everybody. Right. They don't talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, no. I wonder. <coughs> you know, you could, could do something like that if people would just like when the, the when the party is is interacting with an NPC, the NPC is only acknowledging one of them at a time. Well, or just ignoring everyone else. Or when they're all around the table and somebody asks a question, turn to somebody else and answer it. Oh yeah, oh, just yeah. just a little bit, not like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, murmur, murmur, murmur. but like just like Kimmy mm-hmm. asked me a question, I answer it facing Stu, just slightly, right. just mm-hmm. to drop the hint that something's weird. Or you could also throw in some other weird occurrences mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. throw them off the trail. Especially if it seems like, like, come up with a list of weird shit that could happen that would not be specific to your plot. <laughs> right. Because if they start to come onto the scent of it too early, you can just throw out something. 
Right. No, there's a deep one in the closet. <laughs> you know, whatever you have to do, just right. something. The chat room goes, if you try to make it super subtle, the players will likely figure it out right away. If you make it super obvious, they'll never pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been genuinely a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good job, OMFG. And, and no combat. Oh, yeah, combat will... I mean, I feel like you'd almost have to make those characters yourself. Like, Do some combat. Maybe they all have the same exact skills. No. Um, Inner party. <laughs> no. Stop it! Stop it! I like, really like Fight Club. Oh, but, uh, no, um, do some combat, but have it against a mental minion of the bad guy. Oh, okay. Or okay. they're fighting against them. Like like he's talking about, the, the big villain is part of the brain, too. Mm-hmm. So they're all fighting against that part. So they can all take their actions and stuff, you know. That, but it could be something else, you know, like... And if, you like, even... if, they, if, if someone wins the combat and knocks someone unconscious, they all go unconscious. Oh, that would be a good clue. That yeah. should be near the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Or if one of them goes unconscious, like, everybody suddenly doesn't remember certain things. Like, they don't, there's certain things they don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really interesting way to yeah, I mean, there's lots of. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's hard to tell without knowing your players. It's hard to tell like what they'd be able to pick up right. on and not. They're looking for something, but they're not going to be looking for that. I think. Right. I think you have. Yes. A, I think you have a, a very interesting idea. Yeah, it's very, a great idea. Very interesting wrinkle. Such a great idea. Keep uh, reading. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Take <good. laughs> Wow. Now on the other item, last year I wrote in about my gaming group's participation in Extra Life. You guys were nice enough to give the Wrecking Crew a shout-out. Woohoo! Which we really appreciated. This year we're planning and doing Extra Life again. But this time through our show podcast, The Wrecking Crew. Uh, the Wrecking. WWW, the Reckoning. The re- oh, The Reckoning, sorry. www.thereckingcrew.org. Extra Life is an organization that runs an annual charity drive for Children's Miracle ne- Network of Hospitals. Kind of already talked about this, but that's okay. Ah, it was foreshadowing. Yes. The Extra Life Charity uh, Drive takes the form of a 24-hour gaming marathon where sponsors offer per-hour donation of $1 or more. Now, here's the thing. 24 hours of straight gaming is a lot for um, a group of 30 and 40-something gamers. By the time we reached the end of last year, I swear I could see time flying by. Many of us don't know if we can do that again. So I'm looking for oh, a team. So about 50-something <laughs> So I'm looking for <coughs> team members. If we build a large enough team of, uh, for the gaming schedule for the group, can be, uh, the group can be staggered, and we'll be able to more easily manage the 24-hour game-a-thon. If any of your listeners are at all interested, they can contact us at, at feedback at thereckingcrew.org. I, I think there's a space between at and feedback. Oh, uh, at. Oh, I'm sorry. Feedback at thereckingcrew.org. Once I have details worked out, I will share a link on the team page. So there's a lot of people doing Extra Life this year. I'm really excited. Um, also, uh, Saving Throw Show is doing a 24-hour stream of that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's lots of cool. It's very cool. Um, the, the rest of I don't know. You, you can go, go, go ahead and read it. I don't care. Okay. You want me to do it? Okay. Don't read the first sentence. Oh. Um, I was kicking around the idea of starting a general podcast for kids team, uh, podcasting for kids team, <coughs> and reaching out to various game sh- gaming shows to see if they would like to pool resources to a group effect. Group shows effort. can group oh, group effort. Sorry, shows can be signed up with a single email address, and a team member was, uh, is able to direct the funds donated to them to the hospital of their choosing. 
It's not a team hospital. We would have the advantage of being able to stagger the schedule so no one gets worn out and still hit 24 hours of solid gaming. Then I was thinking that some of the gaming could be posted as APs if they were recorded, where we acknowledge all the participating shows at the end. If you might be interested, hit me back and we can start working the details out. Josh with The Wrecking Crew and podcast The Reckoning. P.S. These things are obligatory. Drink or something. I, I, if, we, I, if I can get enough people, I think that would be an interesting thing to do. We're in different time zones, so it might make it a little easier to do it. Yeah. Well, it's like <clears throat> if, next if, weekend. I'm, well, yeah, that's a little... <laughs> It's. I, I think it's. I feel like it's this, Saturday, this yeah. yeah, it's this Saturday. Oof, that's well. We already got a game going. Although if that game fits into their schedule, that's Sunday. That's on Sunday. Shit. Oh. We have a podcast. We have a podcast a on Saturday. On hmm? Sunday. We yeah. Have a game. Is Sunday? I thought it was Saturday, the seventh. Whatever the seventh is. is. Seventh. I thought it was a seventh. No, maybe. I don't remember. Seventh is seventh Sunday. Is Monday. Oh. Oh no, Sunday. it's a Monday. Yeah. That's not Monday. No, it can't be a Monday. Seventh is Monday. Tuesday the eighth is the election. Well, they, yeah, but they can't be on a. No, that wouldn't do, be it. Then. They wouldn't do it on a Monday. It might. Be, it must be the fifth. Then yeah, it's November the fifth. Because I remember, remember the fifth of November, and that's to when saving. Don't throw. need money to save children. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll blow up Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do we want to have? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's the fifth of November. That that's the, the. I should have looked at this email exactly. earlier because this is the email is probably a month old. That's okay. <laughs> we can start making a plan next, next, time. next year. year. Next we time. said that last year. Did we? I wasn't part of it. I did. Okay, okay. You're, you, you take lead on this one. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'll just put a Google alert on there. There you go. A month out. A month yeah, before. Yeah, a month before. All right. Now, I forgot to start recording, so I'm going to have to strip the audio out of the <laughs> video. Okay. I just realized that. I said, well, that shouldn't be flashing. It should be solid red. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. You're all in for a treat, live streamers. <laughs> well, I can strip the audio out of the... Once it's on YouTube, I think I can pull out an MP3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can just fix it. It's not a big deal. Yep. Awesome sauce. All right. Um, and there's anything else. No, we'll be doing a show Saturday morning, 10.30. Uh, and then you've got the Thursday thing. What time do you do the Thursday thing? Uh, 8 o'clock on 8 Thursday. Pacific. It will be streamed here. I will be interviewing... Dave, so if you have questions, go post them on the forum. There's a thread there, um, or you can. And I'm not reading it ahead me. of time. Yeah, you're not going to jib it. Nope. <laughs> Did Jib peek? Yeah, he totally peeked. He was so prepared. I, I was, but luckily, the chat room was there to like throw him off and like put new questions <laughs> in. <laughs> Next. Um, yeah, awesome. And yeah, and Sunday nights, uh, Magnificent Bastards Part Two. Yep. I'm super jazzed. Content. And, and, and next Tuesday, I'm, I'm sure we'll have the Star Wars game. Yeah, next Tuesday for sure. Uh, yeah, lots of, we're back in content, so check out the happyjacks.org slash schedule, and we'll have our stuff. Thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 2 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. And I'm Kadave. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Pacific Time. HappyJacks.org slash live, and you can find us there. And Thursday. And Thursday. Saturday at 10.30 p.m.? Saturday at 10.30 a.m. A.m. Sorry, a.m. Pacific Time. Look at the schedule. The schedule's right. Right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. We'll give you the song. Dragons. He don't
presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.